don't like you just yeah. fit, don't be like I'm back. back. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, I get it too because uh, when I lived off of Belmont Boulevard, like you know you can't really park on the street, especially the street I was on on Gale Lane. So like anytime I had friends over, I just always was like parking the alleyway. So I'm I'm familiar with the alleyways. Yeah, I, f- I figured this was an alleyway neighborhood. It is. <laughs> oh man, and yeah, because we're in a, like a little cove here. Yeah, a little valley. Yes. Both the streets are up higher than right here. Yeah, so there's like a little. Does it like ever like flood right yes. here? Yes. Yeah, I was yes. gonna say flood, our driveway. Oh. Uh, if the drain. Yeah. Gets clogged at all. Can imagine. Yeah. Well, what was ritual. it? Like four days ago, four or five days ago, there was a lot of rain. I yeah. don't know if it was like at least where I was at, and we our street flooded. So I can imagine. Like, did did you have like bad flooding? A few, yeah. 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 I mean, so much like runoff from other streets and whatever will then get basically become sediment in our driveway. Yeah. And then it'll eventually become sticks and leaves and bigger branches, and then it'll uh, clog the. The drain, and then when that dr- clogs, it just starts. Then it'll start coming. Yeah. Through our door downstairs. Oh, jeez. So we have to be conscious of that drain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you you have to like manually go out there and yes, like, kind of clear it out. Yeah. Shovel. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, yeah, I get it. So like, so I I told you, yeah, me me and my girlfriend live way out in the boonies, and like we live off. This like gravel road and it's like on a hill and anytime it rains the gravel will like split and create these like little like i don't know what to call it like little rivers of water and like every time it has you know i have like really bad rain i have to get on like a tractor because <laughs> there's a tractor on the property and i have to like pave it with the little like bulldozer thing the shovel i i'm so bad at like what all these things are called because i'm kind of like a city person but I have to like pave, like repave the gravel driveway anytime it rains really hard. Oh wow! Yeah, so I also have rain issues. You gotta pad it flat. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because driving up that street or that road dr- or driveway is just like pain in the butt if it's not flat. Oh, really? I yeah, can you'll, you'll slide. You'll slide. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's not fun, but you know. Yeah. There are perks of living out there too. Oh yeah, I mean it's kind of a fun problem to have. Yeah, it's torrential rain and you're knee deep in water or yeah. ankle, and you're out there. Well, like, oh. it's like you against nature. And it's fun. It's like this yeah. is an inconvenience, but it's, at least it's not a person. You know? Yeah, it's like me against nature. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a primitive thing. <laughs> it's like you. It's like I should have prepared for my fort better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, that's funny. Cool. So where are you from? So I originally, well, man, that's like a tricky question because I moved a lot, but I was born in Florida, only lived there for like a year. Then I moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I lived there till I was six, just right before kindergarten age. Was that five? Maybe? Five. Five. And then I lived in, grew up mostly in Raleigh, North Carolina, where I uh, went to kindergarten through 10th grade there. So about 11 years, something like that. Then I moved uh, to Chattanooga, or more specifically Harrison, Tennessee, and finished up high school there my junior and senior year. And then I moved here in 2015. So where did you you go to school in Raleigh? It's a school called Wakefield Elementary, Middle, and High. Okay. Yeah. I have cousins from Raleigh. Oh, really? They went to St. David's. St. David's. Or some... Some private school. There. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I would know. It's just been so it's long. A connection to like Raleigh. Yeah. yeah, Raleigh was a cool place. It was, you know, like a relatively large city-ish, like a little smaller than Nashville, I would say. But there, you know, there wasn't much like of a music scene there. I mean, there kind of was. Like there was a bit of like a metal scene. A lot of my friends were in the metal. That's why, like, you know, I also, like, play heavy metal music as well. But, um, yeah, I moved, moved to Chattanooga. You know, I, I, I dug it for sure, but I, I was really ready to, like, move on to, like, a, a bigger city, you know, that's, like, kind of based in music. So I, I looked at L.A., and I looked at New York, and I looked at Nashville, and I was like, well, L.A.'s too expensive. New York's too expensive. Nashville's cheap, but this was 2015. So back then I was like, Nashville's so cheap. So 
moved here. Comparatively, it's still it, comparatively it it really is still okay. yeah it's it's really it's not terrible here yeah and to my surprise like Nashville is like such a so much more of a booming music scene than I could have ever imagined like because my my perception of Nashville when I when I was living in Chattanooga was like oh that's that's country music you know that's the place where you go to play country music and there's a lot of studios and stuff but. I wasn't so aware of like the diversity in music here. It's like so many little genre, like you know, little subcultures here. It's really yeah, yeah. pockets. Yeah, so many pockets. It's awesome. Yeah, and everyone that's in those different pockets is really into that music or genre. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like this is what matters most to them in life. It's like this is this. Yeah. Definitely. And you like even if you don't like the music, you're like, you see the passion. Yeah, definitely, okay, man. Man, these people live and breathe it right on. Yeah, but uh, so you you went to Macaulay, right? Mm-hmm. In Chattanooga. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Udawa, yeah. which was a which was a fun school, I would say. It was a little outside of you know downtown Chattanooga and like Chattanooga proper. But I remember I, I would always like. With my friends, we would like drive down to Chattanooga, downtown Chattanooga, and just walk on like the pedestrian bridge. And I remember like going to like Riverbend and oh, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, like underage at Riverbend. All the yeah. young people would hang out on the the right ledge. side. Yeah, the yeah, ledge yeah, area yeah. where yeah. it goes down to the stage. Yep, that was like the young zone. Yeah, and I feel like every time there was Riverbend. I somehow didn't have a ticket, but we still always somehow like went there. I think there was like a hangout spot there, like before you got to the stages or something. It's it's been right. almost a decade. You, you pass a, your button back. Yes, yeah. It, it was, you do go in and then yeah, someone takes off theirs and then that person goes out gives it to them. Yep. Yeah. yeah I remember that process. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeez. I remember I made one out of a styrofoam cup. Really? I was like working. <laughs> And I can't remember what band I wanted to see, but I was like, I gotta go to Riverbend tonight. And I remember someone had a, their own button and it was yeah. at work and it was white. Yeah. And so I was like, I cut up a styrofoam cup that worked and then drew on it with permanent markers. <laughs> nice. And then wore it. And then when I walked in, and there were like older ladies. Yeah. And from afar. Oh, yeah, no one's gonna know. <laughs> yeah, so it worked. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Riverbend, yeah. Oh, jeez, yeah. I, I guess it's still going on. I don't know. But, yeah, but it's much smaller now. There's only like three yeah. days. It's like, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday now. It was like a whole week, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a whole no, week. It was like 10 days. 10 days, like wow. A Sunday or, yeah, yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Following whatever Friday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was so wild. Man, yeah, downtown Chattanooga is, is fun. It's a wild place. Man, in high school, we would always hang out at, like, Coldstone parking lot or, like... Okay. Or Providence. Oh, Coldstone, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or Providence parking lot. Sure. And then eventually those got, like, yeah. you had to pay or they had security. Sure, yeah. Couldn't hang out there anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me and my friends, like I said, the pedestrian walking bridge and then, like, Coolidge Park. We would park on, on that street where Coolidge Park was. I'm blanking on the street name, but there was always, like, street parking on that side of town. We go to Coolidge Park, walk across the bridge, and then we would just go walk towards like the aquarium and just you know, we were kids, we were like underage, so we couldn't like go out drinking or anything. Just walk around downtown. Right. Yeah, because when, when when you're in like uh you know, Harrison, Tennessee, it's like, wow, I'm in a city. Yeah. This is fun. <laughs> Anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. It's like people watching and stuff. There's people here. Yeah, people. Whoa. You could you know Finding a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was, that was partially on my mind. Motivation for a lot of people <laughs> yeah. to go downtown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a younger brother. He's two years younger than me. Or like a year and a half. And yeah, he doesn't do music. Uh, no one in my family actually does music. So I'm kind of a black sheep in that way. So it's just you and one other brother? Yep. So two brothers? Yep. Okay. Yep. What is your brother into? He was really into golf. He actually went to Baylor for golf. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and uh, he's still to this day. What's his name? Danny Gleason. And you're Pat Gleason? Yeah, Patrick Gleason. Patrick Gleason, yeah. 
yeah, he still to this day, he's like working in the golf industry. I think he's like doing something with like, like something to do with like making the clubs or something. I don't know. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Engineering and like, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. I, it's, this I, one will swing faster. Yeah. It like golf is such a different language to me that I'm like, I think that's what he does. I mean, and you know, he used to be like a, a club pro too. So he, he, he was really good at it. He was definitely more into the sports than I was more into the music. Right. Yeah. But we both like kind of liked both in the way. Like I was really into playing tennis. So that was kind of like my one sport outlet, I guess. Nice. Yeah. What do your parents do? So my, my dad, he works in like, it's like super corporate. He works in finances and like environmental waste companies. Like, but right now he's like retired, you know, he's, he's done. And then my mom was a stay at home mom and a full-time mom. She, uh, plays a lot of tennis. That's actually how I got into playing tennis was from her. Nice. Yeah. Does she still play? Yeah. She still does. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of like a lifetime sport, you know, you can just keep playing it. It's pretty low maintenance. It's not like football or anything. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't require a whole lot of people. Yes. So like yeah. you and one other person. Yeah. One, one other person. Or you by yourself. Yeah, you can hit against the wall. I always like, I always tell people like tennis is definitely a sport that like you can pick up at any time. Because I mean, you know, like everyone loves ping pong. You know, it's just a life size ping pong. That's true. And you just grab a, a racket and you whack balls, and it's, it's just so fun. And it's actually a sport where you can kind of like pick up pretty quickly. Okay. It's not like super technical. Nice. You know. I'll have to give tennis a shot. Yeah. I think I've only played it like once or twice in my life. Yeah. It's fun. Not, my hand-eye coordination isn't the greatest. Okay. I'm more like, I, I was a rock climber, so I would just climb. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot of people in the chat yeah, did I mean, that. Yeah. I grew up on a mountain. Yeah, so sure, sure. had boulders the size of this house at the bottom of my street. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I remember, God, there was this one place in Chattanooga. I saw a lot of rock climbers, like Sunset Rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used like, to go there all the time to see the climbers. It was like... Five minutes from my house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool part of town. Yeah. Yeah, we used to just, like, drive up there. Just, uh... And then just walk down. Yeah. Yeah. The little zigzag. Yeah, yeah. The little zigzag. Yeah, it was a cool little walking path, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it is fun to watch the climbers. Just Yeah. It always... I was always memorized of, like, just always, like, in shock by, like, how they can do that. Because it's a full body thing. I'm just like, oh my gosh, that looks intense. Yeah, yeah. it is. And then you're up high. And yeah. And you fall and you swing. There's a lot of stuff un- involved. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's, it's you against technical. yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely like a mind game. I like. I did, you know, like as a kid, I would go to like rock climbing gyms and stuff. Oh, yeah. I was never really great at it. I think that I just didn't have like the finger strength. There's, there's some sort of like muscle that's required the forearm yeah it's like i guess the forearm strength yeah. i just didn't really have that ability so i never really grabbed onto it no pun intended so what what were you into as a kid uh just yeah just playing guitar really yeah playing guitar it's really like kind of a split personality kid because i was really into like metal music and just like oh, I just want to learn how to like shred like I would listen to like Megadeth and like hear like Marty Freeman do like shred solos I'm like oh, I need to learn how to do that but at the same time I was listening to a lot of like Arctic Monkeys The Strokes Franz Ferdinand like a lot of that like post-punk revival music that was really big in like the early 2000s mid-2000s so I kind of was into like alt rock and indie and like metal all at the same time so that just kept me really busy. I was just playing guitar all constantly. And what really helped me, I think, was my my junior year when I did move to Chattanooga, I didn't really have any friends the summer that I moved there. So I w- it was just me and my guitar. And that's basically like all I did. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. When did you start playing guitar? I was, let's see, uh, right around my 14th birthday. So, yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Who were like your heroes at the time where you're like, man, they're badass. I want to be like them. Oh, 
It would probably be like, yeah, like the thrash metal bands like Megadeth and stuff like that. Pantera. Pantera for sure. Man, just like, yeah, just like, you know, like the metal bands of the time, like Slipknot. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, I just wanted to like have a guitar and like turn the gain up all the way and just hear distortion. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Pretty much that. That's it. And you also sing. Yeah. Yes, I, I do. I mean, I, I always, like, was a singing hobbyist. Like, I, you know, I would sing in my car. Like, I feel like everyone kind of sings in a way. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until the, the pandemic, during, like, the early days of the, the shutdown, where I was, where I kind of created the Archie Blue Project, where I wrote these instrumentals, and I was like, maybe I'll, like, get, like, one of my friends to sing up. And then I was like, I had, like, a light bulb moment where I was like, Maybe I'll just sing on it. And then I, you know, the, the songs turned out pretty okay. And then I kind of gained confidence to like put out videos of me singing on Instagram. And then next thing you know, like starting show offers. So I haven't been singing in a, in a band or like had like a singing project for very long. I've always been kind of like guitar player projects. Okay. Yeah. Lead mostly. Yeah, lead and, you know, rhythm or just whatever was like necessary. I used to do like a lot of hired gun kind of guitar playing. Okay, cool. Yeah. When was your first band? Oh jeez. My very first band <laughs> oh, funny enough, my very first band, but it's not really even a band, is the first year I started playing guitar, my neighbor, same as David, he he just like came up to me one day and he was like we're going to start a band and you're going to play guitar and I'm going to play bass. I'm like, okay, I don't play guitar and you don't play bass. What are you talking about? It's like, well, my brother has a bass and a guitar and we can just borrow his instruments and we, you know, we can just like record some stuff. I'm like, okay. And I remember we would lay the instruments on the floor and we would use our thumbs to play like on the fretboards because we were, we didn't know what we were doing. We were like 13 or something. And uh, we gave it a name, and the name was Salt Free Spice Mamas. That's the band wow. name. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me think like funky. With... It was definitely avant garde funk for sure, because it didn't make much sense. I'm sure if I if I would hear the recordings again, they were probably like, oh who, my god. Who played drums? Did you have someone? Oh, I don't. I think we probably just like, um, you know, were hidden tables and stuff. You know. Wow. Yeah, but. That wasn't really like a real band. I guess my first band band was in 10th grade. And it was like a metal band. I'm trying to remember what the band was called. It was so cringy. It was like standing before us or something. <laughs> it's like a metalcore band. Oh, wow. And yeah, we did like a record. And then, yeah, I didn't really even like play shows until I moved to Nashville. Oh, really? Yeah. So had a, had a lot of like little mini projects. Um, but when I moved to Nashville, like things got a little bit more serious for sure. Okay. Yeah. So you were, you had other bands and stuff before you started Archie Blue? Here yeah. In Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like another band that I'm still in, we're, we're sort of on a hiatus, but a band called Color Motive, which okay. is kind of like a prog rock, prog metal yeah, band. Yeah, I was listening to a little bit earlier. Oh yeah. Sweet. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Yeah. And then before that band, I was in a band called Pay Vacation, which was like kind of like indie pop. And then their singer went on American Idol and then kind of started doing like solo music because it just made sense. Like, you know, right. so after that, I was like, oh, I want to like get back into doing metal. So I did Color Motive and then I was doing Color Motive. And I was like, oh, I want to get back into doing like indie rock. So now I have Archie Blue. Nice. Yeah. It's great that you were able to make both of those happen. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Now, what kind of guitarist would you say you are? Guitarist I am? Yeah. Mm. I mean, you were saying metal and indie pop. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, like, changes every year. Like, I, I feel like as musicians, we're, we're like, students still. It's good to have, like, that student mentality, even though, like, you've been playing for a while. So I, I'll learn a little bit of jazz or a little bit of country and then just kind of, like, merge all the genres you know that of the world and try try to like come up with sort of the things that i'm into but i would say I'm, I'm definitely like kind of like jazz leaning 
like in terms of like the melodies I create and like the the harmonies and the chords I I do but yeah I just try to be well-rounded yeah what is your like practice like it's usually just learning a song or like you know I have like warm-up techniques or like warm-up pieces that I'll, I'll play like Do you read music oh uh, yeah I know like every good boy deserves fudge and bass you know I I, I know how like to read I don't know how sight to read at all uh, but I I can if I if I had sheet music in front of me I, I I suppose I could like decipher it it would just take me a while okay I mostly learned on like guitar tablatures okay like that yeah you're more of like auditory learner yeah I would say so yeah more, more so like I feel like I uh can just like hear something and if it's easy enough I'll, I can just learn it off of just off my you know, off of ear you know nice yeah where do you get inspiration now ah uh, just uh I mean just from life uh, I don't know sometimes like you'll feel inspired to write lyrics about like a moment or something or sometimes I'll hear something I'm on you know my Spotify maybe it's like shuffling or whatever and I'll, I'll hear like a, a chord even I'll be like what is that chord and like I'll grab my guitar later that day and like try to figure out what I heard and then I would sit with the guitar for a while and the next thing you know maybe I have a, a song or I, I you know and like on to something because anytime I pick up the guitar I'm constantly in the state of mind of like oh I'm I could be writing right now so nice. yeah so inspiration comes from like listening to something or yeah yeah listening to something or just just life moments I guess you know right yeah what motivates you to create well it's just kind of entertaining for me I I just enjoy playing music so that's just kind of motivation in itself, but, and, you know, I, I really enjoy the reward of, like, writing something and then getting to play it live, you know, because I love playing shows. Yeah. It's so fun. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. You're just in this, like, fun environment. Yeah, it's loud, fun environment. You're, like, a, you're, you can you're, yell. You can yell, yeah. It's, like, have some drinks with your friends. Yeah. Watch other bands play. You know, I, I I love playing shows. So like, that's sort of the reward. Where's your favorite place to play in Nashville? Uh, I really like the East Room. Oh yeah. Just the stage is nice. The sound is always nice. It's spacious. There's a balcony. There's a balcony. Yeah, and I always like enjoy watching shows there too. Yeah. Not even playing, but just like going there. It's a great. And you can kind of get a full scope if you walk over the side. You can see the band. Yes, that's also it's very the, cool. It's the one venue where you can like go behind the band. I know. Yeah, that's very cool. And then they have that little like, you know, uh, backyard area. Yeah, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, I love that venue. Is that your favorite as well, or do you have a favorite? Probably the five spot. Five spot. Yeah, five spots. Awesome. I really like playing there, mm -hmm. and when you're playing there, it's like. The room is built so that you walk in and you kind of see the center point of the whole room, sure. the stage. Sure. So it kind of propels everyone to kind of like pay attention to you. you know? Yeah. Which I like, you know, some venues, people can be partying over here or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I know, it's, I know exactly what you mean. makes everyone engaged. And it's small enough to where everyone can hear it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's super intimate for sure. It's a good part of town too. I feel like. Anytime I hear of a show, Five Spot, I'm always stoked to go. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've gone to one, especially since the pandemic. Yeah. Stunning my growth. I know. Going every, there. Yeah, every, everything has been slowing down, sort of sad. But I think, I think shows are picking back up, though. Definitely. Seems Spring like. and summer is here. Oh, yes. We're all ready. The winter is gone. Man. It's going to be time to go down to Chattanooga and go to yeah. some blue holes. The blue holes? You know what those are? No. Pools of water in the yeah. in the woods. Oh, oh, right, right, yeah. Get the people swim in. Oh, I... I lay on rocks. I... Lay out like a salamander. Oh, nice. Yeah, see, I, I was out in, like, Harrison, so... Oh, yeah. I, I don't know, like, maybe I don't know those I think spots. There, there's some spots on Harrison, but I can't remember. Yeah, Harrison Bay 
had well there there was like the the what's the Tennessee River or whatever. Right. It was like right There's the rock quarry. Yeah. Too. I swam there before. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool little spot. Always there's a spot where in the middle when you get down to the water. Yeah. Where there's like a ledge you can climb up and sit at. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to go swim over there and do that. Yeah. And then you'll see this insanely huge fish. Have you ever seen the carp or whatever it is? No. It leaves like a shadow in the water. It's massive. Wow. It's like, am I going to get gummed to death, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. There's it's like some this big, big of a fish. Yeah. And it's like in that rock quarry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like afraid to swim in lakes now because like I've seen pictures of like catfish. Like some catfish can be like, I mean, the size of like a great white. Like, I mean, it's insane. Imagine what their their needle things would do. I know. If they're that big. Does I that know. Mean they're more powerful? I guess so, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Can you get eaten alive in a freshwater? Are creatures going to just start getting massive? I guess so. Yeah, maybe. Giant water snakes and stuff. Oh, gosh, yeah. Jeez. <sighs> okay, cool. So... What are some of your favorite bands and artists? Do you remember like the Strokes? Yeah, like growing up, definitely like that kind of post-punk stuff. Um, I'd say these days, I've been listening to a lot of like the Smiths and um, a lot of like you know, contemporary music too. That I, I I think these days in, in the days of like Spotify, I'll like create playlists and I'll, I just like certain songs from certain artists. But like in terms of like bands that I can listen through their whole discography. It'd probably be, like I said, the Smiths, Jethro Toll. Been really into them recently. And I've been, like, really getting into the Beatles this year. Because I kind of, like, missed out on all that. Yeah. But been listening to, you know, a lot of them as well. Just, like, front to back, you know, their albums. Nice. Do you watch a lot of their interviews or YouTube videos? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love watching artist interviews. Nice. Kind, of, kind of get to know the artist. Who's one of your favorite interviews you've watched? Oh, jeez, that's a good question. I think any interview that John Lennon did was oh, yeah. very interesting. Like, he, he, he's, <laughs> he's kind of a controversial quirky. kind of Yeah, thing. yeah, he was very quirky, for sure. He's like, And he had that nasally voice, which, yeah. you know, you can hear in his singing voice, but, like, he talks just like his singing, you know? It was, like, almost shocking the first time I heard him. It's very much like a tenor kind of voice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I need to watch more John Lennon interviews. Yeah, it's it's cool too because they're all super old school. Obviously, you know, like yeah, like sixties, seventies. Yeah, yeah. Or we smoke weed, and everyone's like, "Oh my, oh my god, did you acid? Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. The the interview style back then was very rigid. Yeah, very very rigid. Hardcore. Yeah. Like box whoa. you in on those. Yeah, they would almost try to make you seem like a bad person. Exactly. Yeah, you're kind of a renegade. We yeah. want you to know yeah. that, and the audience to know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Damn. Okay, cool. What would you say your music represents? I just think like a uh, fun, upbeat energy. Really, like I think for the most part, like my songs are pretty like upbeat. I have like some like songs in the minor key, but the songs were kind of like written in, in a sense to fill the air with like kind of good energy and good vibes at like a show like i, I very I very much like wrote the music um for archie blue with the intention of like how's this going to sound at a show it's just kind of kind of like lighten people's moods you know sort of sort of the opposite of the metal right. which i've done in the past <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, Archie Blue definitely has kind of a summer afternoon picnic feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's definitely the intention, so that's good to hear. Yeah, that's the vibe I was getting. Yeah. It's, like, it's kind of like Mac DeMarco, a little bit yep. like Ariel Pink. Yes, Ariel Pink's a huge influence. And then somewhat yeah. Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Just oh, yeah. The lo-fi. Yeah, the lo-fi like 2010 era indie for sure i i definitely get that comparison a lot which makes sense because you know i I listened to a lot of mac demarco back then still do a a lot of ariel pink still to this day 
His his music is really interesting, like very lo-fi. Yeah, um, very which, lo-fi. Which I like. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember when uh, like, I Know Mortal Orchestra came out with the, their album in 2011. Yeah. And Little Blue House was on there. Sure. I need to get more into his music. Yeah. Or is it a band or is it solo artist? Like, it's a band. It's a band. I saw them. I think it's a band. I saw them open for Grizzly Bear at the Ryman mm. And, uh... It was good, but it was like lo-fi. Yeah. They had that kind of vibe, which is really cool. Yeah. I feel like that's now a corner now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think also lo-fi is awesome because it's so achievable. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, the, the whole nature of lo-fi music is that it's, like, very DIY at home, and you don't have to go to, like, Blackbird or, like, some right. huge studio. Right. Um, so I think that... It's rebellious it, in a way. It is, yeah. And... I, I think it's just the outcome of recording music at home. Like, I don't even think I really had the intention of, like, making my music lo-fi, but it's just because, you know, I'm not, like, a world-renowned producer or anything. You know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I just record at home, so it, it turns out to kind of have that, like, lo-fi indie, lo-fi rock It feels vibe. familiar, and, like, yeah. it, I feel like it resonates more. Yeah. It's easier to, like, oh. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of approachable. Yeah, yeah for approachable. sure. It's like, oh, I, I could it almost like inspires you to be like, oh, I can I can do this because it's you know, you can you can almost hear the logic drums in some of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you use logic. I could tell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, I, I do, I do too. So it's great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. So, how do you want to be remembered by your art? Oh, that's a good question. Dude, you're, you're, you're coming out with the heavy hitters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to lighten the move. <laughs> no, no. I just want people to feel how I felt when I, I wrote the music. And I, I, I think I just want to be remembered as someone who doesn't take themselves too seriously. Someone who just like likes to put on a show and just play, play music for the people. I don't know, that's a good question. I, I've never really, like, pondered that thought before, but... It kind of puts you at the end of your life. Yeah, it does. Um, I just want people to listen to the tunes and, like, get something from it. Or, you know, if they don't, that's fine. That's the cool thing about music is, like, you know, some people will like your music, some people just won't. It won't be their, their vibe. So for people who do like my style of music, I, I, I hope it gives them some sort of... Like, pulls on some sort of emotion for them, for sure. Nice. Yeah. Be remembered, because you're not always remembered for what you say, but mm-hmm. you're always remembered for how you made someone feel. Yes. Yeah. The emotional connection. Yeah, I, w- I want people to have, like, an emotional connection. People don't always remember cool. the words, but yeah, how you make them feel. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. The that's vibe. Good. The, the good po- that's a good point, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you've been in Nashville since 2015? Mm-hmm. Yeah, February of 2015. Wow, seven years. Yeah, seven years. It's crazy. What would you say uh, you've learned living here? Well, I, I've learned that, <laughs> you know, like, being in, like, Harrison and Chattanooga, you're, you almost have this, like, perception. It's like, oh, man, I'm, like, such a good guitar player. I'm so freaking good. Then you move to Nashville, and then it's like, whoa, everyone's way better than me. <laughs> Like, you know, uh, moving to Nashville, like, really, it's kind of like a, oh, it was a wake-up call of, like, wow, like, everyone here takes music very seriously. So, like, if you want to take music very seriously, you're surrounded by people who also do. So, that's definitely something I learned coming here. It's like, you know, it's a it's a discipline. And people here are very disciplined with their music. Yeah. I have to agree with you, coming from Chattanooga as well. Yeah. I, you get humbled coming. Yes, you get very humbled. You get your ass humbled. Yes, big time. Big you, time. You, even if you don't have a big head, even if you thought yeah. you're good at all. Yeah, exactly. Good gets redefined as soon as you move here. Yes. And then you have to have that talk with yourself. Am I really serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, am I? Yeah. Because these people show it. Yeah. Day and night. Oh, yeah. Different levels. I mean. You interact with people even when they're not playing music. You yeah. can feel the seriousness of their art. 
yes. kind of exuding from their Yeah, and, and you know, you person. can either, yeah, exactly. You can either be intimidated by that or inspired by that. Yeah. And I, I always been inspired. When I uh, get to listen to, you know, hear someone talk about their art, I'm just like all ears. I'm like, like let me learn something from this conversation. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, here I tell people that don't play music. I'm like, even if you move here, you'll become a better musician just having mm-hmm. been exposed by what you get exposed to. Yeah. Not only the attitudes of everyone you talk to, but yeah, chances are if you go out at all, you'll hear live music. And then yeah, those musicians are all really fought hard to get to that spot. Yes. So they're all well rehearsed. And so you listen yeah. to that and it's just like me, I know. Yeah. You have the ear, you have a better ear. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I feel like even the music that I'm into now has like grown so much just living here and just my experiences. Like I, I initially moved here to get a recording school at Dark Horse Institute. And I, after I graduated, I interned there at the recording studio for a year. I remember when I moved here, I was like, I hate country. I hate bluegrass, like all that stuff. And then I started interning and I would see these session players, these country session players, and they would like shred their like, you know, mandolin. I'm like, whoa, you know, everyone here is like on top of it, you know? Right. It's like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. It is, yeah. You have to like remind yourself, like even when you feel like you're becoming more or less equal to them, mm-hmm. or you got to keep fighting. Oh, absolutely. You gotta always yeah. act as if you're in second place, fighting for first. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's uh, no one's a slow moving target out here. Yeah, for sure. Crowds are critical. Everyone's mm-hmm. yeah, and it just makes for everyone being uh, aesthetically yeah more. Um, I was talking to Grace in the last podcast. Yeah, how a lot of their subjects, especially for photographers, are yeah. musicians and bands. Sure. So it's like yeah, all these other arts are involved with music. Oh, it's a very music-centric town, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, because it's like, what else are they going to, I mean, yeah. take pictures of nature, take pictures sure. of the city, yeah. friends, family, weddings. Yeah. But we, well, we do have a plethora of his bands and musicians. Yeah, that are in need of photography and art, you know, album art. Exactly. All sorts of stuff. Yeah, Graphic design. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So you'd say what brought you here was music, right? No, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, technically, what brought me here was the audio engineering school. But, you know, the the big target was, you know, playing shows and doing music, for sure. What was, like, your... You spoke a little bit about learning as soon as you moved, but what was your beginnings of Nashville like? Oh, it was... It was fun. So I actually... When I first moved here, I, I lived in Franklin because that's where the school was. Oh, yeah. I ended up living down there on pretty much like on and off because I always had like friends down there for like three years. And my experiences when I think of early Nashville were definitely like South Nashville and like Franklin and, and going to the audio engineering school and interning there and just metal tours too. Like I, I pretty much right when I moved here after I graduated went on a very extensive tour in a metal band called Straight Line Stitch, and I was out for like three months on the road. So a lot of touring in my early days of Nashville, just as like a hired gun. Wow, how yeah. was that? Dude, it was crazy. Yeah, just like, you know, touring in a van, sleeping in Walmart parking lots, and like I said, the first tour I've ever been on, which is so bonkers that I did this. Three months? Three months from May till August. Damn. And I didn't even know it was going to be for three months. We were like, we were in uh, St. Louis, I think. And like, I thought it was going to be one month long. And then the guitar player, the other guitar player comes to me. And he's like, hey, by the way, so like we got an extension. We're actually technically doing three tours back to back to back. And um, would you be down to like also like continue past the first month and like just stay out on the road with us? And I was like, sure. <laughs> but... Yeah, and, and then for a little bit, like, the early years of Nashville for me, I, I was really in that kind of circle in that realm of, like, I was a hired gun kind of guitar player for metal bands that, like, needed it. So I would on and off go on the road for those kind of bands. 
And then when I was at home, I would like gig with like, you know, just like pop artists and stuff like that, local pop artists. Okay. So a lot, lot of gigging for sure, early years. As a freelancer, basically. Yeah, yeah, freelance you just musician. Have, like your own group. Yeah, I did, did not have my own group. Yeah, just kind of played in bands. And that's kind of what I wanted anyway at first. I, I was like, I just want to play shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Three months. How many shows was that? Oh my gosh, I don't know. That's like a great question. Show every other day. I mean, it, it was like, it would be like four shows in a row and an off day. And then it would be like five shows in a row and like two off days. It was kind of like all over the place, but it was pretty consistent, like show after show after show. And then you'd have like basically like a weekend off or sometimes it'd be like a week off or something like that. But we would be somewhere out in the country, you know, out in the middle of the country. So like, I can't just go back to Nashville for like that one week, you know, it's yeah. like, but yeah. What did you learn on that tour? Oh my gosh. Just so much. I feel like I grew so much in that just first tour. And it's just crazy that they brought me on. I was, you know, I was 21 at the time. It's this like young kid who wasn't very experienced and just, I got to see the country and I got to see like a lot of touring bands and how serious and like, you know, how, how serious like everyone takes their art, you know, out on the road and got to learn just what you do at shows, you know, like unloading a trailer and like putting the cases in a certain spot and just learning the flow of like, oh, sound, it's sound check now and, you know, kind of learning how shows work, you know, and what to expect from like playing a show. And like, I bet you learn a lot about what to do in the downtime. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you'd be lucky and you'd be in like a cool city. Like you'd be like in Los Angeles or something. So like, oh, there's plenty of places to like walk to or whatever. And like, oh, let's go get coffee or, you know, and like, oh, make sure you come back before, you know, come back an hour before you go on stage. But sometimes, you know, you, you would be like in like, you know, like Oklahoma or some place that's like you know kind of small town and you just go like hang out in the van <laughs> or in the green room if there was one what would you do there uh just uh mostly just be on my phone or just like be practicing guitar okay. or um it's a good question really i mean read weed read oh read <laughs> yes uh sometimes i'm not much of a reader unfortunately oh really yeah i i um I read, I read like a couple like self help books throughout like touring and stuff. There there was one that was really good. Gosh, I'm gonna blank on it, but oh, it was something like the the four the four agreements. Yes, I think so. But I have that book on the shelf. Oh, do you? Yeah. It's like yeah. that. that it's book. so thin. Yeah. yeah, that that's the one. I yeah. read it in like a setting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can it's read it. It's a really it. good book. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you can read it and like, yeah. Once Won't take things personally. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the other three. Me either. That's why, like, I can't even think of the title. I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah. That's how... Remember, don't take things personally. Like, All right. Yes. I'll run with that. Yeah, 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 same. Definitely ran with that. I had to learn that, too, mm-hmm. moving to Nashville. Exactly. There's so much going on. Yeah. So much attention yeah. being asked for, like... Yes. It's like you can't expect everyone to come to your shows or like... Oh, definitely not. Or like... No. Um, like, it's almost like you can't measure someone else's support of you until like they, I don't know, get really close to you or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Other than that, it's like everyone's basically at arm's length. Yeah. I'm a musician he, or like... Sure. I mean... Even like close friends, sometimes I'm like, you guys don't have to come. Like, it's fine. Sometimes it's like... It's for me the art of just playing a show is fun enough. Like I don't care right. if it's in front of zero people or a hundred people or a thousand. The band people. is together. We get yeah. to jam. Yeah, we get to we jam. Yeah. There's some guy at the bar drinking, like looking over, like nice. Right. That's enough for me, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's yeah. nice because I'm like, ah, no one's here. We yeah. can play. There's yeah. no pressure. We'll learn. We that, get the stage presence. That's also a good thing if you play a show where like no one's there. It's like oh look. I'm kind of practicing right now. Yeah, and, you know, we test shit like, out. Yeah, test shit out, and like, there's like, we got drink tickets, so like, you know, it's kind of just a fun rehearsal. Exactly. In, a way, you know? in the big room. In the big, big room, room, yeah. Room. At least the the bass drums mic'd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like a it's like a fancy rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, that's how I look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Awesome. 
Okay, cool. What is some advice you would give to someone who's going to move here and do art, music, whatever? Um, yeah, I would just say, well, don't take things personally. It's a good one. And, and just go in to everything with just the attitude of like, I'm going to have fun doing this. And, you know, I, I would say definitely surround yourself with like people that want the same thing too, you know? There's some people in Nashville even that like just do music, you know, like as a hobby or casually. And it's like, if you want to really like make it a thing you do as like a full-time thing, just make sure you're surrounded by people that also have that like urge and that fight. Encouragement. Encouragement and just just having people around you that are on the same journey. Yeah. Yeah. So just finding those people. Everyone is kind of a master of their own realm here. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely have their own niche just by virtue of being an individual. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why bands are great, too. Sometimes it's like, yeah, you you get to, like, do it with a group of people and, like, you can kind of, like, rely on each other to kind of follow through with the mission. In yeah, way. it's it's kind it of is nice. Like a mission, but yeah, it is a mission, and, and but then there's like pros and cons to it too, because it's like as a solo artist, you can also just like be like, all right, I'm playing the show, or like you know, you, you kind of have like a hundred percent vote in, right. in a lot of ways. There's no bureaucratic stuff. Yeah, there's no yeah, there's no bureaucratic. And you're like the only person I have to answer to. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, if if you dig a song and you want to put it out, you just put it out. And you yeah. don't have to like, I guess, ask the whole band. But then, like I said, there are other parts of being a band that's nice, you know, like right. splitting costs for I, I don't know, like if you needed to get a trailer, yeah, or something, or driving, driving the more of y'all, the less you'll have to drive. Yes, yeah, exactly. Assuming everyone takes turns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, other things too. Yeah. Pitching in, yeah, for merch. Merch, just anything, just any sort of like logistic thing, you know, like you become like a like financial wolf through a pool of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then next thing you know, it's like I remember uh, with a color motive, we uh, we have an EP coming out in May, and we decided to go in a more traditional route where we like went to a recording studio and we hired a producer. And it was like, oh man, it's like thousands of dollars. But if you split like between like four people, it's like. A couple hundred bucks right <laughs> you know it's like yeah. a few hundred bucks things become more feasible yeah 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 so like i think like if, if you're coming to nashville for the first time and you're you know bass player drummer guitar player singer get together with like a band and like you know maybe at the same time like if if you have the urge to do solo music do that too and just kind of have your hands in many many pockets and you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket so to speak either you just kind of want to flow right kind of um around here in nashville yeah yeah and make sure you have a job yes that too <laughs> yeah yeah it's you know good being more expensive here too you know so like make sure yeah you you can afford to right you kind of really tap into your purpose yes so it's it's going to cost you some money mm-hmm. and what if your purpose is stronger than that the money won't even matter yes yeah. But you do have to make sure that that's the case. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to make sure you're putting your mind in something that you really believe in. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be able to send your problems. Yes. Like, ah, oh, I need $500 more. Figure out how to get $500 more. Dollars. Yeah, yeah. Mission. Find Mission. $500. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. down to the wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got two weeks. $500. Go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a video game. It is. Yeah, it yeah. is. And there's many options to get there, many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Here, you you definitely have to be resourceful. Mm-hmm. Cool. Definitely. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add that I might have asked you? Uh, not not really. Yeah. I, I think you covered it. You asked great questions, so. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I just want to make sure I ask questions that yeah. are open-ended enough to, like, speak your truth or your peace. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, we, we covered my songs and my, my background coming here and stuff like that, yeah. Oh, I, I will say a little plug, I do have a new song coming out in three days. I don't know when the podcast is going to come out, probably after the song. Yeah, on the 20, 23rd, I have a new song called Koi coming out. Koi? Koi, C-O-Y. Don't be Koi. Yes. Koi. Yeah, don't be Koi. And it's fun, it's a different one. It, it's like, 
like electric drums. It's it's like it's the most lo-fi thing I've done. <laughs> okay. It's like, yeah. So anyway, so check that out for anyone listening. <laughs> okay, awesome. Now I'll ask you the last question. Sure. What is something absurd you love or do? Uh, something absurd I love or do. I really am into like geography for some reason. Like topography, like maps? Yeah. Yeah, like I, I really, there's this game on computer called GeoGuessr. I'm always like playing that game. It kind of like puts you in a random spot in the world and you have to guess where you are. So like I, I've, I feel like I've kind of like crafted that skill a little bit where I feel like I know a little bit about like what part of the world looks like just from being like obsessed with that game and being obsessed with geography in general. I don't know. It's kind of like a weird, I guess... Wow. thing that I'm into. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> how would you say that's affected how you, in places that you lived? Definitely puts perspective on where you live and stuff like that. I think partially maybe why I like geography so much was from going on tour and stuff and seeing like how like just in this country like you, you drive you know 15 hours out west or maybe 20 or so you're all of a sudden you're in a desert you know. It's like cool seeing how different little parts of the world have very different like climates you know it's like out california you're in like a mediterranean sort of climate you know in the the south part of california then in florida you're in like a tropical part of the country (sighs) then like when you're in nevada you're in the desert but then when you're here you're in like the forest right it's it's so i I feel like that's been interesting that is interesting i don't know (laughs) that is cool geography my brother loves maps so oh he does yeah that's he cool collects old maps oh uh, i feel like i would get into that find like old pirate maps oh, dude. old world maps yes yeah and you get into that all right so what kind of youtube videos do you like to watch well going back to the last question i really like geography so there's this guy named geo wizard and he loves, he does this challenge where he walks, he, he finds a country and he walks in, in that country in a completely straight line. Wow. And that kind of content for me is just like pure gold. Wow. So what if there's a house in the way? He would just like, well, he gives himself a tolerance of like, okay, if he goes like, you know, 10 yards to the right or left, it's still considered like a platinum run and then he'll have like grades of like how good the straight line mission was. But like, yeah, if there's a house, he would just like, you know, you know, kind of walk by the house, but he would still have to go through like someone's like yard. And this is out and he's a English YouTuber. So it's like out in England. He's, he's done like Wales, Norway and Scotland, I believe. Wow. Yeah. That is very interesting content. What, what is it called again? His YouTube page is geo wizard. And he just, like, picks a region and is like, I'm going to walk straight line for how many miles? I mean, like, he usually does very narrow countries. Like, Norway is pretty narrow. Oh, and then, okay. like, you know, like, Wales is a very narrow, you know, like, narrow country. So he, he'll just find, like, like one of those countries that is walkable. And then he'll find the most that he would do, like, I'm assuming a lot of research into, like, where is the exact spot, you know, in terms of the, uh, I guess it would be the longitude like that that line like try like to find the latitude or the latitude the I guess. oh yeah latitude sorry so you just try to find that perfect little spot where there's the least amount of houses and the least amount of mountains and stuff and like try to go in a straight line for how long i mean it's i mean i think norway it's probably like i, I would assume like 40 50 miles you'd also try to find like the narrowest spot to make it doable but it would be like a whole week where he would have to like he, he would he would do it over like you know anywhere from like three to three days to like a week. But he camp on, along the route. Yeah, he would camp along the route. He have like a big book bag and stuff like that, oh. or a backpack. Okay. Yeah. So, so check that out. Not nice. sure. Cool, dude. Well, thanks yeah. For being on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. It was it was incredible. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah.